and welcome to the Soccer Coach Weekly Podcast. I'm Andrew Rayburn. Thank you for joining us as we get insights and ideas from coaches working across the game to help you develop into the coach you want to be. In this episode, we speak to Sean Osmond, head coach of London Bees, who play in the third tier of women's football in England. She was taken to her first soccer match at six months old. And as you'll hear in a moment, cried every time her dad's team scored. Uh, but by the age of 18, uh, Sean had received the FA Level 2 coaching badge and a further decade on has the UEFA A licence. She has had a swift rise through the coaching ranks with London Bees from under-17s manager and development team assistant coach to development team manager, first team coach, and now after an interim period at the helm, permanent first team head coach. She spoke to our very own Steph Fairbairn to talk about how she has developed as a coach in the last 10 years and gives her advice for coaches looking to climb the ladder. Sean, can you tell us a bit about you, your career to date and your current roles? Yeah, um, so my current roles that I currently sit in um, are I'm the head coach for London Bees um, who are currently sat in the Women's National League um, and I also have a really exciting role with Middlesex FA um, which is sort of like my full-time um, work at, that is all in the build-up to the Women's Euro so it's a women's recreational football officer um, so we're doing some work around adult participation um, in, in women's football in, in the build-up to the Women's Euros and hoping to change the, the sort of forefront of of the game in the, in that space so that that's kind of where where I'm at at the minute great and how did you originally kind of get into football um I started with playing probably like everyone kind of did um so I was playing probably from the age of six or seven um my dad was or oh, is a massive football fan always has been and like really encouraged it went to my first game at six months old um, which apparently was an experience. Um, I cried every time our team scored, which was great. Um, but yeah, so football has always been like a huge part of my life. Um, obviously played for, for a period, um, probably up until university, um, where I'd already started coaching. Coaching, I started from the probably age of about 14. I was volunteering um, as a goalkeeping coach at a local fo- football site uh, because that was the position that I played when I played um, as soon as I could get my qualifications at 16 it was something that I knew that I wanted to do and I start, sort of started the journey I, I got my level one pretty quickly um, my level two um, I achieved on my 18th birthday which was really exciting um, and yeah so I sort of was coaching for a community trust um, gaining some experience with that sort of stuff um, and then coaching sort of took over once i I had an ACL injury so like you're not really in women's football until you've had some sort of knee injury so um, I joined the club um, then and I was in my third year at uni um, and to write a dissertation go through third year of university and rehab a knee injury just it it was a bit too much for me so um, I definitely sort of fell more into the coaching side of things Um, and that's probably where the journey really kicked off was probably after I graduated um, and I really started to try and pursue something within football. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably where it then sort of kicked off. Um, I I started to volunteer at London Bees and that's sort of where the journey began, I guess. And can you talk a bit more about your journey at London Bees, kind of what role you've started in and how you've progressed there? 
Yeah, so weirdly enough, so my degree was in something called sports rehabilitation. So it's kind of like a sports therapy, sports physio type um, degree. So when I first joined Barnet as a whole, it was as an academy like rehabber, basically. So my role was more based around that. And I originally sort of got involved within the women's team. And it was my first, didn't know they had a women's team until I was asked to cover it um, on a medical standpoint. Um, and the group were fantastic. It was, and it was like a real, like environment that I really enjoyed, but working in that sort of senior environment um, with them. Um, so I did that for a number, I think it was one or two years on and off. I wasn't their set physio, but I'd cover it as and when I'd come and watch games, I'd come and watch training. Um, and then in, I think it was 2016, so a couple of years later, um, the community trust were really eager to set up a youth setup for for the bees um because they were like a standalone club it was just the senior side there was no real youth section added to it um so that's when they come up with the idea of running the under 17s um so it was a brand new project it was something that the club had never really done before in terms of like youth football for for women and girls um so we i was really lucky that i was asked to to lead up that sort of project if you like um with, with the under 17 so that was probably like my first proper coaching um that sort of came attached to London Bees which was which was great it was an amazing learning experience worked with a really great bunch of girls that were absolutely fantastic um and it but although it was tough because we'd started with quite low numbers it was it was like a I think it's a stereotypical of any club that are trying to start up new teams that sometimes numbers of players is always a difficulty and you're sort of scrabbling around on match day so um, it was a great learning experience, like I say, um, to have that sort of first dip into being responsible for a group of players um, and just running match days and training and everything like that. So it was it was really exciting. Um, and I was lucky enough that during that time as well that I was able to sort of continue sort of observing sessions and doing a little bit of volunteering with the first team as well um, and the development team um, that was in terms of the structure, there was the first team development team and then the under 17s. So I started to do it, do a little bit of voluntary work um, under Dave Edmondson, who was absolutely fantastic, learned an insane amount of um, stuff um, from watching him. Um, one, like in terms of a, t- a tactically and technical information coach, probably one of the best that I've ever witnessed. Um, amazing to sort of experience working with him. Um, the year after that, obviously a lot of the 17s transitioned into the development team um and the development team manager um stepped away um from from the development team um and then I was asked to sort of take that role on um probably about halfway through that second season so that again was a really exciting opportunity it sort of just fell fell into my lap a lot a lot of this is probably where it's going to sound like it it, kind of just um happened along the way um so yeah that sort of second a proper season I was in with the development team and again massively lucky that they trained at the same time as the first team so I was being exposed to some joint practices where the development team would play against the first team and or um we we'd oppose each other or we'd mix up the session just and do something all together um which means I was I was starting to work with senior players adult players that had been around the game for a long time and again the coaching staff that I was being exposed to I think that's what that was probably around the time that Luke um, Swindlehurst had taken over so again it was just an amazing experience that to 
obviously have the lead of my own team, but also be able to dip in and out of, of working with first team senior players, which was, like I say, a massive learning curve for me in terms of managing a group and sort of how you convey your information. Everything had to be on point because you have players that if you if you sounded like you were faffing and sort of a smudging your way for a session they'd know and they'd call you out on it so it, it was like a, a little bit of a baptism of fire but it was it was something that I loved and really enjoyed um the year after that um I think it was in in Luke's second year of the season um the development team um I think had, had been sort of discontinued um I think uh, and I'd I sort of took, took the step up to to then become one of the assistants for the first team, like in a full-time capacity. Um, and again, in terms of timing, it was amazing because it was also the time that Rachel Yankee had come in um, to, to work as, as the sort of like main assistant to Luke. Um, so again, the experience and conversations, just watching <laughs> um, like the coaching and the, and the detail was absolutely amazing. So yeah, um, that was like my first full season um, as like a senior team coach um and again just working with the group that we did um we had some absolutely amazing players that are now working on playing at super league level that i just i feel so grateful that i, I was involved with and and worked with um because he, he recruited a, a massively exciting group at that time um and yeah so it we sort of worked through that um and then at the end of the season Yanks took over in sort of like the caretaker role um, when when Luke left um, to go into the boys role. Um, and then the season after that, that's when Lee Birch came in. So then um, that was probably when I became properly like an assistant. So I was like the first assistant in terms of um, working with the two of us as a, as a two. Um, and again, uh, some... I did, I've worked with loads of amazing people. Like, I'm always grateful with with sort of the journey that I've gone on with London Bees because I've worked with some absolutely amazing coaches along the way and picked up so much information and knowledge of of because they've all they all do stuff fantastically well and all different things as well. Um, so it's it's really feel I feel privileged that I've sort of worked with some of the people I have. So Lee again um, was amazing in terms of the group dynamic he built and that feeling of team and yeah it was, it was it was something um a little bit different than I hadn't seen before so it was really really exciting and I think for, for me I, I I felt like it, it was probably the style of coaching and, and management that I started to think that's probably what I'd like to try and create and replicate in my own slight version to it but yeah um working with Lee like I say for two seasons last season um, I think it was around February time um, is when um, he departed the club as well. So then I was asked to take on the caretaker role, um, which was an incredibly stressful <laughs> time. Um, it was it was something that I questioned a lot, like whether I was ready to do it, because um, at, at that point I'd only really just passed my license. I it was it was still sort of fresh to me I, I know I'd been I'd been working along senior players for a long time but to be the one in the hot seat was was something that I was just a bit like whoa I'm not sure um I'm quite ready for that but yeah it was it was um a great experience but a really tough experience because obviously the situation the club was in at the time as well um sort of fighting that relegation um 
but learned so much from it the lessons <laughs> taken forward from that was amazing and it was again a great experience and then over the summer is when I was lucky enough that the club asked me to take on the role moving forward basically so yeah I've been really grateful because uh, it did really start from just me sort of potting around a little bit as a physio and watching sessions and picking up clones and stuff like that to to now being the one in the hot seat I guess. And if you think about yourself from when you started with bees to you now what do you think the biggest differences are? Oh um well, I guess qualification, definitely, because I came in as a level two coach and now a license, which is a huge journey to have taken over the last couple of years and was tough, particularly with COVID and everything else going on. Um, but it probably is confidence. Um, I think particularly when I've had that first little dip into coaching senior players, I was a bit like, oh, God, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what, what I'm saying is right, particularly when some of them are international players and have played at a a level that I, I would never have reached when I was playing. Um, it, was, it always felt a little bit intimidating at the start, but obviously now I just think it, I feel a little bit more comfortable in my own skin in terms of how I deliver, what I deliver, and believing in, in, in what I'm coaching and, and what I'm trying to get across the players. So that's probably the biggest thing, but that came with a lot of time. Do you think part of it just kind of is getting on with it and pushing through the pain barrier and getting... <laughs> getting used to coaching those types of players yeah I, I, I think so that that was probably my my way through it is it just kind of got on with it like in, in my head I always knew that that was what I wanted to work that was the level that I wanted to work at and I knew that I wanted to go, go and work with senior players and it was something that I really wanted to push I enjoyed working with the youth players and the development girls but as I'm quite a competitive personality to, so to not really have that, that that was I found that quite tough um so yeah, knowing that it was it was something that I always wanted to do, I just knew that I kind of had to suck it up. And like I say, it's, it was never to say that they weren't they weren't fantastic with me because the players were. It was just it was different, and it was it it just pushed you that little bit more. And it, it I think it in the end it probably made me better because it made me go away and read books and listen to podcasts and ask questions of the coaches that I was working with and try and learn more. Um, which meant that they got a better version of me, which hopefully in turn help them get better as well were there things as well that have been the same all the way through your coaching no matter who you've worked with you're like that's consistent through coaching um I, I hope so I hope so um I think probably me as a personality I think um I've always been the type of character that football's a game at the end of, end of the day and I've always wanted people to enjoy it and and be excited to be there and be a part of the group and I think that was sort, sort of an energy that I, I felt like I bought at the beginning when I was working on 17 players and I'm hoping that's something that I sort of carried through and I, I want players to enjoy the environment that they're in and I think that's when you get the best out of people so I think from that perspective I'd like to think the sort of personality that I bit that I I've bought through that and trying to have that warm coaching style and having players feel like they can, they can approach me um even if my role has changed into sort of a more authoritative role if you like um I'm hoping that that's kind of yeah translated through and you've talked a bit about your style and liking Lee Birch's style how would you describe you as a coach um 
I think the first word I'd like to probably use is like supportive. So I'm like really have a strong belief in terms of like trying to educate the players and support them like in a well-rounded way. Like I think it's our responsibility as a club and the club have been really good at, at supporting me with aiming to do this is to, to support them, to give them like a well-rounded approach in terms of are we giving them the education around their SNC and, and bits and pieces that they need to be doing away um, we're really lucky that we're working with a sports psychologist that can give them the support around um, their mental prep and their, their sports psych and their confidence and um, bits and pieces like that. Um, we've we've got our analyst who's, again, he's absolutely fantastic and does some amazing work with the players individually. So I think that's probably, I want, I want to give the players absolutely everything to help them get the success. So it's, it's to give them that environment where they they feel like they, they, they can be successful and enjoy it whilst doing it. Um, like I said, because that's how I feel like players get the, the best out of it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think educational and try and like I'm well rounded with the support in terms of what, what we offer the players. And in terms of absorbing stuff from other coaches and, you know, learning about their style and stuff how important do you think it is for coaches to make the most of those opportunities when they get them oh it's huge it's huge like I said I've, I've been insanely lucky with some of the names that I've worked with like they they're they've been absolutely fantastic um and even if there's things that you're watching you're going I'm not sure I quite like this or whatever else it's all like learning curve because it's for you to take on information of of things you like things you don't like things that you ways that you feel like football should be played way that you think training sessions can be run it's whether you're observing or you're assisting or you're delivering yourself there's always like a learning opportunity within that and like I say within those first couple of years I learned so much because the amount of tactical information that you're like absorbing just from listening because because you're not having to drive a session and and be involved within it just being able to observe and just listen to the coach, see the players' reactions and how they put it into practice is was just yeah, it, it was it was a, an amazing opportunity. And I think anyone that gets the opportunity to go and go and observe other coaches working, no matter what level you're at, I think is is vitally important because you'll definitely always pick up things that like I say that you like, that you that you don't like, that you'd like to question, things that you'd like to maybe try out and explore a little bit more. So yeah, I think it's it's a vital practice. And you've obviously really thrown yourself into it. And you said at the start, you've got the FA job, you've done your qualifications as well. How have you found the time to to manage it all and juggle it all? <laughs> um, with a lot of work, um, it's, it, it's not been easy. Um, yeah, it's. I think if, if if it's something you're really passionate about, you'll you won't think twice about about doing it. Obviously, I've always had the full time roles um to work alongside it previously when I was working within the community trust at Barnet it made it a little bit easier because I was on site um so I was constantly sort of there so I'd work my hours during the day do my after school club because I was a community coach at the time um and then prep sort of into training training evenings with with bees um Middlesex have been amazing in terms of we've got a little bit of flexibility in terms of like our, our work hours so it means I can start a little bit earlier on a Tuesday Thursday which means I can <laughs> shoot off and, and, and get myself over to, to the hive so yeah it's it's tough but it's it's like a 24-7 job because you're constantly checking in on players you're you're trying to squeeze in your own CPD um, 
but like I say, I think if it's a true passion of yours, I think it it becomes easier because it's what you want to do and it's it's what you're excited by. And yeah, I feel like I'm I'm definitely in a lucky position that I'm still really excited to to be involved in it, particularly because I'm in such a privileged position that I am now in terms of my role. And I think there'll be a lot of coaches listening to this that really kind of admire your journey and might like to do something similar. So say there's someone listening that's working for an academy and is keen to really progress up the ranks at a club. What advice would you give to them? Um, I think persistence is is like the, the biggest thing. Because um, like I say, that there was, I think, probably like a year, year and a half where I was literally just picking up cones and observing and it and at some point you're going when it's raining on a on a Tuesday night and it's freezing and you're going oh my gosh what am I doing here um I think it's 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 just being like persistent with it and and really sticking at it because if you really do put your time effort and energy into it you you will get get what you want and what you achieve uh, what you want to achieve out of it so I think that's that's huge um and just being open to listening to any sort of suggestions or feedback that you can get so again I, I was really lucky with the coaches that I work with that they they give me feedback around what I did players did as well and the other coaches that you're working with the manager bits and pieces like that I think is is huge just being open to to that and and eager to continue to improve it's not always the most comfortable experience here here in um because it, it it might not always be positive um but I think it's it's vitally important and again uh, this is where I feel like I'm quite lucky in terms of the access that I've got with the support for from the FA and the LMA where I can continue along that journey in terms of trying to improve myself because I know I'm not the final product by any stretch of the imagination so yeah it's um that would be like the biggest thing is is to try and use and put that feedback into into space well persistence and that as well so yeah and what about someone that might have been an assistant in an assistant role and is then asked to step up into a you know number one position? Um, what advice would you give to them? Don't panic. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think just own it. That's probably not a regret, but something that I probably wish that I did earlier. Like I had a real set thing in my mind in terms of how I thought the team could play when I first took over um and the shape that I wanted to play as well but I didn't change it early enough because I was going oh god like what will the players think what like what will the club think what will the other coaches think uh, like can I change it immediately but I think you've just got to own it and just if, if that's what you want to do just be confident enough to go and do it you've been you've been asked to do the role for a reason if they didn't think you could they probably wouldn't have put you in so or at least that's how I've gone with it <laughs> um so I think yeah just owning owning that moment and um yeah and and just go go with it and be confident with it because it's tough don't be afraid to ask for help again like I say Lee left the role but he's been massively important for me um in, in terms of he's always at the end of the phone and he, he gets lots of phone calls sometimes <laughs> um, so yeah just don't don't be afraid to ask for help um and yeah own it you've you've been given the role for a reason and um be excited by it and final question coaches that are maybe like lee lee or other coaches that are in a position to be able to influence those coming up the ranks what would you say to them 
keep doing what you're doing like if like if you've got people that you you can speak to um that 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 need your ear like it's massively important like i say for me i'm i'm massively lucky that i can pick up the phone and speak to any of of the managers that i've I've worked under or coaches that i've worked with and that they've always got an open ear and it, it does it does make a difference particularly if they've worked at the club they understand the context they might know some of the players and bits and pieces like that so it's it's yeah, it's mass- massively important. And if you can help support coaches along their journey, like I say, from Dave to Yanks to Luke to Lee, like these are all p- people that I've I've worked under and I feel like they've influenced me as a coach and have made me who I am today from the experiences that I've had with them. So I'm always forever grateful. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe one day that I'll, I'll, I'll have someone speaking about me <laughs> in the same way because I think it's yeah to to pass on your your practice and, and make others around you better is is amazing and yeah if, if if you're in that position um be open to it because yeah it's it's because because you're so good at what you do that people admire you and and um, want your advice i guess that was the voice of Sean Osmond, head coach of London Bees. We thank Sean for her time and insight. And thank you to Steph Fairburn for posing the questions. Thanks to you as well for listening. For practice plans, advice, interviews and much, much more, visit our website, soccercoachweekly.net. I'm Andrew Rayburn. Join us again soon here on the Soccer Coach Weekly podcast. <laughs>